This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Welcome to the show, Cameron Poitras, uh, Jim Toth. I don't know where he is right now. Um, supposed to be doing this interview. Uh, I don't know what he, he said. He's going to go get coffee. I haven't seen him for like three hours at this point. Uh, so I, I'm not sure if he's going to show up on the show. I don't. I don't know when he's going to when he's going to walk in here. Uh, but the Winnipeg Jets lost. Like real professional, Jim. I mean, but the Winnipeg Jets lost yesterday, seven to five, uh, to the Detroit Red Wings. Lots to get to here. And uh, Jay, Nick, and Vic from six a.m. till ten a.m. on Power ninety seven on the show right now. Uh, uh, Jay Richardson. Um, well, we'll see, we'll see what Jim is. He's got, he's got me rattled here. He's got me rattled here. But uh, anyways, uh, Jay Richardson on the show. Hey, Jay, what's going on, man? Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Uh, a little. I, I didn't sleep too well. That that game, uh, there was eb- there were ebbs and flows to the game last yeah, night. How about you that? Know, um, I was watching the game, and you know what it reminded me of in a bad way? And this is not a good thing. 2018 playoffs, uh, Western Conference Finals. Vegas. Vegas, absolutely. With every time the Winnipeg Jets, and I felt like they were starting to get control of the game, um, Vegas had an answer in that yep. series. That's what I felt like it was last night. I, 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 there was not a point in that game that I didn't think that the Winnipeg Jets couldn't come back and win it, uh, but Detroit had an answer for everything that they had thrown at him yeah you know what to me the it was the 4-1 goal that was really emblematic of what that game was for Winnipeg they started the second period off with all kinds of pressure all kinds of scoring chances and then I believe it was Pionk on the point just one little bobble Mm -hmm. and the next thing you know the puck's in the back of the net and yeah you know what it's it's really funny I was thinking about that Vegas series a lot too just the frustration (laughs) of of the push and getting close and having some results and having it all just fall apart right away yeah I'm still dealing with PTSD I'm never going to get over that series, Jay. No, never, I know. Not in my entire life. You're going to ask me, I'm a 75-year-old man, you're going to talk about 2018 <laughs> series, I'm going to say the same thing. Um, you know, that's exactly what happened. And the, and, and the fact of the matter is, is the Jets just didn't. And I, I think it's honestly we're at a point where we're this season and just a part of it is going to be the Jets are just not going to start on time. Yeah. I don't think anybody can put a finger on what it is. I don't think Rick Bonus is telling them, like, of course he's telling them, guys, start on time, let's get going, you know, get your legs moving. And the players are trying to do that for whatever reason. Something just isn't clicking, and the Jets are just going to start slow this year at periods of time. It's not going to be every game, but it's going to be something they're going to consistently have to deal with because they spotted in those three games. They gave up the middle of the ice, and, 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 and that was it. And Detroit, to their credit... The Jets completely outchanced him over that game, but Detroit took advantage of the chances that they were given to them, and they and they scored on them. Yeah, the, it, that's a really good point that you make. Um, you might not see it necessarily on the scoreboard necessarily, yeah. but even just take a look at the shots on goal for the first ten minutes yeah. of boy, I'd say like seven out of every ten Jets games. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, it's taking them till fifteen minutes into the game before they're getting double digit shots yeah. on goal. It's uh, it, it is absolutely a mystery. <laughs> and it's not coaching. It's not leadership. I'm I'm not sure what it is. I don't. I, I can't put my finger on it either. I, if somebody can figure it out, I mean, you can you can email Rick Bonus. I'm not sure what his <laughs> email is with the Winnipeg Jets, but you can you can try to figure something out there. Um, I I have no idea why. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, they don't know. I don't think anybody really, really understands why it's just, it's just taking these guys to get going. It's just something they're going to have to deal with, and and hopefully, when this team turns to the playoffs and the Winnipeg Jets are going to make the playoffs this year, it's something that, um, well, maybe it, it might not go away entirely. It's something that they're going to be able to overcome. And you know what? It, it I'm going to go ahead and take a positive spin on this, and, okay. and maybe this is a bit of a stretch. You tell me. Okay. Um, when you get into a position like the Jets are at now where you know you're halfway through the season it seems pretty apparent you can't take anything for granted of course yeah. that you're that you're going to make a run into the playoffs mm-hmm. there's maybe some complacency that sets mm-hmm. sets itself in. You always see like teams that are on the bubble that have really had to push for the last 20 games of the season who really hit the playoffs yeah. with a little bit of momentum. I feel like if the team has something very obvious that they can work on, something tangible that they can see, mm-hmm. these slow starts, maybe that's something that gives them a little bit of motivation and, and gives them that extra little brass ring to reach for that doesn't allow them to get complacent. There's always something to work mm-hmm. on when you're an NHL team. No team is ever playing a a perfect 60 minute game but I mean there is something to work on the team's been really good and I don't think that they've hit their their full potential as of yet and that's that's the good thing about this and this is a question when we bring Jim Toth uh, onto the show this is something I'm going to ask him was it a good thing that they lost yesterday in, in a situation like that I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I was thinking that yeah. last night because there were a lot of positives in that game, too. The the amount of pressure. I, I looked at the – I didn't realize that Detroit had 23 block shots. And you add that to the 37 shots on goal. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the advanced stat numbers are or what the it offensive like, zone like time. five chan- uh, sh- sh- uh, chances on goal that the Jets had. It was remarkable. Yeah. The, the ice was, was tilted. And – when you get into the playoffs, we just talked about yeah. that Vegas series. You know, you've got to find a way to overcome that kind of adversity where things just aren't going your way. And I would rather that they experience a game like they did last night in the middle of January yeah. than the second week of May, yeah. for example, when there's a lot you. more on the line. Jay Richardson with Power 97. Uh, awesome stuff. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, buddy. Jay, Nick, and Vic, 6 a.m. till 10 a.m. on Power 97. Uh, just at the end of uh, Jay's answer there, Jim Toth slides in, totally redeems himself, leaves me uh, a Snicker bar, chocolate bar, right on my desk. That was very sweetie. How did you know this was my favorite chocolate bar? Eat a Snickers. You need a Snickers. Have a break. <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> Abe Gabota. Yeah, just Gabota. totally. What no, was his name? Something like that. I don't know. How are but you? I, but I appreciate it. Like, no, it's like... I was wondering where you were, and all of a sudden, then I'm like, you totally redeem yourself. So I'm, I'm very happy with you, Jim. I had Dove. to go to the washroom. Okay, we'll just leave it at that then. Okay. Uh, Jim, well, I, I I was alluding to it there. That's one question I wanted to ask you. I, mean, I got to go. <laughs> we just had Jay on the show. Do you have to leave? Kidding. Are you okay? Kidding. I was here uh, the whole time. Oh, come on. I just working. Come on. Uh, yeah, come I on. Know, I know it's all nose to the grindstone. But I'll ask you that. I mean, was that a good, to you, was that a good game that the Jets, like, are you. Do you think it was a good game for the Jets to lose, considering the situation, looking ahead to the rest of the year? I mean, are you? Is that something that enters your head? It's like, okay, that's a good game to lose, or every game is one you gotta you gotta pick up two points from. Well, to me, defensively and right down the middle, um, allowing guys to go down the slot like they did against Vancouver, that that's got to change. So they it it was okay against Vancouver because they won, but Rick Bonus wasn't happy. Yeah, it was interesting. Rick Bonus was okay yesterday, like he wasn't as upset with Vancouver. But I think that's sort of the silent 
You know, when your parents are like, I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. Which is worse. As opposed to, I'm upset. Like yeah. Vancouver dad was upset. And last night, I think he was very disappointed um, with the Winnipeg Jets. So I, I, I'm never going to say it's a good thing a, a team lost. The Jets could use those two points. But I will say um, it, it it's not. There's those two games against Vancouver and Detroit remind me of when, and you made this point prior to us coming to air, when they are locked and loaded and, and come off injury, when this team is decimated with injuries, they play a way that gets them some wins. Yeah. When all the firepower comes back, they kind of like to, like offensively, the Jets were unbelievable yesterday. They were all over mm-hmm. the Detroit Red Rings and uh, Ville Huso. So I think it's a learning lesson for sure that, look, if you continue to play this way, and it's a reminder for Rick Bonus going, before I got here, you guys used to like to do this. You guys like to outscore your problems. And I think it's a big reminder and probably really good the fact that you're going in to face a good offense like Buffalo to go, no, no, we don't worry about offense first here on this team this year. (laughs) We worry about defensive zone coverage, neutral zone, uh, not allowing people to come down the middle of the ice in our own zone or the neutral zone. That's what we worry about first and foremost, and that will lead to our offense. So I don't think it's a good thing they lost, but I do think there's a, some good in that loss and the fashion in which they lost it to get them back on to the right, the right page. They're not lacking confidence. No, like this is a team. That's the other thing we haven't talked about with this team. And I know it's easy when a team is winning and they're, they're having a good season. Yeah. But last year with predominantly the same core – they weren't very confident. Like they would have a good period or they would not and things would go awry and there wasn't this swagger about mm-hmm. them. Like last night, I saw some swagger. Like last night, totally. I, I thought this game was going to overtime. So did I. Even when they were down 7-5, I'm like, they're they're going to get 7-6 and then they're going to, you know, and 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 I, I honestly thought that, well, no, the seventh goal was the, I mean 6-4. Yeah. And I thought it, when it was 6-5, I thought they were going overtime. I, the way the last four minutes for the Jets and the Detroit end going, I mean, Pionk hit a post. There were so many pucks that Huso would save, and just Dubois was standing there, and it just, as opposed to going to his stick, it went to his skate. There were so many opportunities for them to just bang one in that I yeah. thought they're going to tie this game. So that's a positive, like Jay was talking about. There were positives in the game yesterday, and one of them is the confidence of this team. Even when they do lose... They sort of have this swagger to them that we'll get back to what we do well. And last night, there was a lot of offensive swagger in that game that they just knew that they could tie this game all the time. Yeah, and here was uh, Nate Schmidt after the game on uh, the team not being out of it. I, I felt like, I mean, you could feel it on the bench too. I thought the guys thought we were, I mean, we knew we hadn't played our best game, but to have a chance to still win is, you know, he'll take it, you know, especially if you give up that many chances early. Um, but uh, like I said before, it just, can't start like that and then, you know, be climbing uphill the rest of the game. Yeah, text the show 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Love to get your thoughts on it, um, on, on the game and, and, and how you saw things. I mean, it was – I saw a Detroit team that was significantly outchanced. I saw a Detroit team that made the best of their opportunities. And, and they had just as many defensive lapses as the, as the Jets. And, and, and things got better for the Jets as that game went on there. Um, but, I mean – they just handed over the slot for the first three goals. Yeah. All those goals came right in front of the net. Um, I, I And I, I will say this as well. Shaky goaltending, four goals on nine shots. 
also was not good enough. I no. mean, and I'm not going to sit here bash Connor Hellebuck. I'm like, God, goodness gracious, I'm not going to even come close to doing something like that. But he's got to make a, he's got to make a couple saves and, and help his team out there a, a, a little bit. Um, but I, I think it's also important to mention that the goaltending was shaky. The Jets gave up. Um, Gave up the, the the front of the ice in in front of the net for those th- first three goals. Some turnovers, that bad turnover by Pionk, and and then you know Lowry on that five on three. You know we can get into that as well. Uh, Lowry has to clear that puck there in, in situations. So it's like we can point to why those goals were all allowed and why they went into the net there for the Winnipeg Jets. And um, Allen texts the show two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Allen not a fan of Helly, never was and never will be. <laughs> oh this is the gosh. this is the team of guys that went after one bad game. They love to go out and say, "Listen, I told you, Hellebuck isn't any good." And I appreciate the text message, Allen. I really do. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Minus three in one game this year. That no, Dave. Dave uh, already shot us a text. Uh, Dave says Cam and Jim. No mention of Hellebuck. Point seven two seven percent last night. That from Dave. Dave's just trying to get See, a rise. Dave, He's just yeah. getting trying to get a rise out of us. Anyways, we're gonna get more of your text messages. More Kyle for- Connor is gonna have a game where he's minus two, and Dave will be all over us on yeah, that game. Uh, you guys, think the rest Kyle of the time Connor's when he scores ninety six points this season, we won't hear. But that one game, no. And I'm having fun with you listeners like i oh I no appreciate totally that. alan that's, dave appreciate the text that's messages, the guys. passion and we appreciate you listening we're just giving you some jabs back like you give us and uh, hopefully you're enjoying <laughs> this but look connor hellbuck was not good last night and that's okay like it's it, like totally the guys i just named uh, dubois morrissey's gonna have a bad game when connor hellbuck because he's having another sensational season but when he does is off and that's gonna happen it's okay for us to say he wasn't good last night and he wasn't and Morrissey didn't have a great game against the Canucks. No, he didn't. Didn't, no. didn't have a great game yeah. at all. But but that's fine because they're having great years and you're not going to play 82 games of great hockey. No individual oh, yeah. 100%. is. 100%. But, but the, the one thing I, I do think is a negative for the game, for sure, other than the loss, is that first period. Like Detroit was just a step ahead of the, the Jets that whole first period. And to be down 3 nothing on the road like that is inexcusable. You have to start having better starts on the road. It's like almost something the Jets are just going to have to deal with. Anyways, let's take a break. We'll come back. More more conversation about the loss. Uh, yesterday, 7-5 Red Wings over the Winnipeg Jets. Get your text messages. Get your thoughts and all that. And, uh, yeah, they've picked the all-star coaches. Uh, That's the real loser. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Hey, Sarah. Hello. Sarah Hello, was Sarah. in the newsroom today and she said she's going to be so worried to say anything around me. I am. Uh, she's like, it's a, it's kind of got a, it's got a, 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 a moot mood. The mood is moot. She today. said the mood is moot. A, a mood moot. You're an old soul. A moot Sarah. mood in the, uh, it's Wednesday in the newsroom. So it's I'm not Wednesday. sure what that means. I wanted further clarification. See, it's Wednesday and it's January, like you said. You're an, you're just... an old soul for a 17 year old. Like for most 17 year olds are like, <laughs> the mood is janked, or it's the janked. mood is, is that sick in here, oh up gosh. in here. But she's like, the mood is uh, now. Now you know what I shouldn't have done this because now she's going to just button up and she's going to turn yeah. around. She's never going to say anything. See ya. You <laughs> also had a good discussion about spam. Oh my gosh! People are pro spam. There's a lot of people that are pro spam. Listen, we're, I'm Texas show two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight. I'm telling you right now, we're gonna get a bunch of text messages of people that nobody's are pro spam. pro spam. It's like being pro head cheese. Um, I've had I tried head cheese once just to because I had to. Uh, it wasn't the it wasn't awful, but it's not something I'd seek out. Were you on a ship that was going down and for days, and it was the only food left? My um, my wife's grandfather is like a head cheese 
fanatic. Like, my, if you need him to eat something, he's not eating. It's like give him some head cheese, he'll eat. So I tried it with him. My father makes his own head cheese. I'm not surprised. And as a by child, that. I believe I could have called certain services for having to witness what he put in it. <laughs> it's basically whatever you have. And he'll have a head cheese sandwich, which, oh, God. Sarah, you don't... Sarah approach head cheese, head anti-head cheese. Head cheese will make the mood moot. Neutral. Neutral. Couldn't they have come up with like a better name for it, head cheese? There's no cheese in there. And no, I guess it's a parts of, of a head. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. 204-780-6800. Good talk again, <laughs> Sarah. Take care. Enjoy yourself. Have a great day. Um, 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Get some text messages on from you guys, and we're going to talk Hellebuck. i got a bunch on that, and some, some good topics to go after here, too, as well. Uh, this from uh, Mikey Manitoba. Maybe the Jets should start uh, look to start the game being down one nothing already. Could work. Mike talking about the slow starts for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, this one, good day, guys. I watched the game yesterday. Too many penalties. Also, they have to play defense and offense. Also hit the darn net, not miss it all the time. That one from Ed. This one from Dom. Uh, love the Jets. Uh, played a pretty good game. Helly, worst game of the season. Yeah, no doubt about that. Lots of possession. Lots of shot attempts. Deserved better. Uh, the start wasn't good. Looked like the Jets weren't ready, but loved the no quit. Uh, this one, this uh, texter wants to uh, give Sandberg a boost. Thought Sandberg was one of the better defenders last night. Uh, I wonder the thought process of trying uh, to replace him with Hainola. Needed a penalty killer more than a fourth line man on the PP. Well, you maybe missed it. Hainola was supposed to be playing yesterday. He was sick. It was a game-time decision. He was out. Sandberg went in. It was nothing nefarious there. Uh, just, uh, and couldn't, non-COVID. Didn't, yeah, too. non-COVID. Just couldn't just couldn't go. And this one, Cam and Jim, bad habits creeping in from years previous and running gun hockey, poor defense from the forwards. Uh, the goalie is only as good as the defense in front of him. By the way, uh, the other Dave doesn't know what he's talking about. This one from Dave Y. Dave Y. Yeah, so thanks a lot for that one. Appreciate that. And this one I think is interesting. This one, hey, guys, are the Jets really a good team or just the benefactor of the Avs injuries? Well, I mean, how many, well, they played the Avalanche twice so far this year? Yeah, and they beat them. And they beat them. Um, look, this is a good hockey team. Yeah. And they have some I, – I I didn't think this wouldn't happen where some things would creep in from last year. And and I the reason I said, like, game 20 to 25 and, and things like that, I – I was a little surprised at how quickly Rick Bonus got this team to yeah. sort of get into the system. I thought it would take like half a season, to be honest with you, where you would see four or five games of what he wanted and two or three games of where he didn't, and that mm-hmm. would be your your 10-game increments. So it's just happening now. I, I think it's a little bit of like the reinforcements have come back. They played really well when, when they were injured. They played th- well throughout the first 41 games of this season, well, the 38 games of this season, um, it, as as the bodies, because everybody didn't go down all at once. And yeah. so somebody would go down and they kept the system, kept the system. Mm-hmm. But there have been pockets of the, the bad habits that Rick Bonus spoke in the pregame last night very eloquently about. Um, like you're, you're not going to win in the playoffs. And in this league, you're not going to make the playoffs having to score four or five goals a game. You just mm-hmm. don't in this league. And so there was the Vegas game where that first period went awry. Mm-hmm. There was things in Dallas during the first road trip. Yeah. Um, and I thought we're going to see a lot of this for 20 to 30 games until they get into a consistent pattern. I, I just think that this team got four of their key players back in the lineup. And they 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 can, as we saw the last two games, they can run and gun with the best of them. They yeah. really can. They really can. But they don't want to is the issue. And so what they want to do is get to a place where they slow down a bit yeah. and um, uh, just like down the middle of the slot yesterday and against Vancouver, 
you know, and and we can debate the Vancouver one because I think there was a couple tips and things like that. But mm. the overall gist of it is, is this team and Rick Bonus of all the things he said at the start of the year that have come to fruition. The other thing he said, and I kind of raised an eyebrow when he said it, is we don't want to give up more than 20, maybe 24, 25 shots a game. And when they play really well, I look at the shots and it's like 20, 22 at the end of the night. Mm. So uh, um, they didn't give up too many last night, and they peppered Vili Huso. But that's, last night's game is the essence of why you don't want to do this, is because you, you'll run out of track. You'll run out of runway to come back. It's, it's almost like I'm happy it happened, though, Jim. I know. A lot of people are saying I, that. I, I honestly feel that way. And, of course, I wish the Jets would have been able to tie that game up, send it to overtime, and get the win. Right, get those two points. Obviously, that's what I wanted. But I also think it was a good thing for this team with everybody in the lineup. You know, like this. This is the closest that we've seen over the last couple of games here to the starting lineup of this of the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, Sacramento line and Logan Stanley. They're still they're still injured. And Mason Appleton and all that. You know what I mean? Um, but I I think it was. It's it's good that these guys went through that and to see that they can't run and gun and also but the thing too I think is also a big bonus a benefit as well I talked about it in the other break was that this team was confident and they never even they were down three nothing they were down four one they always they thought yeah. for a second and you know what I believed and I think the fan base believed too the vast majority of the fan base we're hearing from some of you guys but I I, I believe that most of the fan base believed that these guys were going to come back and that's a good trait to have. Uh, in in halfway through a NHL season, there's a there's a, a confidence about this team, and there's also a us against the world. Like you know, as they're they're scoring goals and stuff, I like that they, too. That's like a good they, thing to be because good and, thing to have. I, and we haven't talked about this in a while, but I did a lot during the first two months. Everything I heard over the summer, and every time we've had a player on, which was Adam Lowry, Mark Shifley, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Connor when he won the Lady Bing. It's just, and then training camp started, and you and I sat down live from training camp with yeah. Neil Pionk and Nate Schmidt, yeah. and not one one of the players themselves didn't mention chip on our shoulder because, yeah. and it's not a chip on their shoulder. We we think we had a bad season. We can prove some things. Again, people talk around the league. They're embarrassed. They around the league, other teams, other players that they might work out with or something. Go, I can't yeah. believe you guys had such a bad year. It's embarrassing. Because they are this good of a team that we saw through the first 41. I watched a piece from ESPN last night during the intermission from Emily Kaplan on the New Jersey Devils. And one of the things they asked Jack Hughes was, what do you think people thought of when they came to play you last year? And he sort of thought about it for a minute and he, he, he said, easy win. Like, and he goes, and that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that to the Winnipeg Jets. I don't think anyone thought the Winnipeg Jets was an easy win last year, but I think they thought if we can, if we can, this team is if a we team can we can get up break. on them, we can break. They these will, guys. Fa- they will collapse. Yeah. If we can get a lead on them, if we can get them running around in their own end, we've got this game. We've got them where they want them. And so when we know this, the players hear the same thing, and mm-hmm. players talk amongst themselves. I think that's a real thing we're seeing this year. Was like. Because there's a lot of, if you notice from Mark Shifley, he's getting a couple of misconducts and stuff. There's a lot of swagger of, you, you don't think we're very good or you think we're soft. There's a lot of this, this yeah. I guess, swagger to this year's team that even last night in the loss, like when they made it 6-5, look at Shifley. 
He's like, one more, boys. Like, it's just the confidence that we're going to do this, and it's kind of us against the world. I get this sense from this year's team. Yeah, I mean, in the game against Tampa, gets into that fight with Sorelli, um, and also there was a, a period, I don't know if anybody saw that uh, on the broadcast, uh, Corey Perry loses his, uh, lost his skate, uh, his stick in front of the bench, and Shifley just skated on by and kicked it out of there's Perry's a real kind of subconscious to shifley this year that's like i know what you guys said about us last year yeah and i'll show you and there's also i know what people were saying about me he yeah has to i know, know what people that. are talking about me and think that i'm part of the problem and yeah. that i can't play defense and that i can yeah. look at his defensive game this year and i promise you well i shouldn't promise because i don't know but i would think in all the conversations shifley and rick bonus had over this summer he sat down and said like yeah does it bother you that people say this about you? Like, not in a negative way, but just go, hey, can I ask you a question? Does it bother you that other players in the league talk about you this way? Yeah. And so I, I just think that you got to get back to to the defensive play. You got to get that stuff coming down the middle out of your game over the past two games. It'll be real interesting against the high octane of Buffalo. But I just think this team has a chip on its shoulder, not just because they didn't make the playoffs last year and people expected more. I think they have a chip on their shoulder because they were a little bit embarrassed last year or they hear what other people are saying and they're like, no, no, I individually and we as a team are better than that. And we, we know what people say about Winnipeg. We know yeah. what people are saying about us and we'll show you. And you can only do it one way and it's a game at a time. Yeah, and uh, midway point of this season, uh, right now 26-14-1, game 41, of course, uh, 53 points. If we go back to the other, the most successful season for the Winnipeg Jets, also obviously their trip to the Western Conference Final, uh, their benchmark season, I guess, in, in, in terms of this team, uh, finished second in, in presidents in the Presidents Trophy, and they really turned it on after uh, picking up Paul Stasny and, and all that sort of thing. Everybody knows all, all the, the whole story there, but they were twenty three eleven and seven at Game Forty One back in in seventeen eighteen with fifty three points, so identical records right now in terms of points. Um, and I, I think that bodes well for this team, and I and I and I think that there's a lot of similarities um, to 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 these two clubs. Uh, different, obviously, very very different, uh, but in terms of that confidence that we've that we've we've come to see as well. Um, lots of text messages here uh, in terms of uh, Connor Hellebuck here. One, hi Jets at noon. Question: Why do I dread the first couple minutes of period one? Probably because Hellebuck Hellboy seems in a daze. Look up opponents' goals in first five minutes of the game. You'll see find quite a few occurrences. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. He might be right. I'm not. Hey, I, don't, I don't have that in front of me. But I, I don't. Let's remember look at that. the goals too. Then let's. I'll be more than happy to look at that stat, and then let's look at every one of the opening goals in the first five minutes, and let's see if it's a bad goal on the goalie, mm-hmm. or where something came down the middle. And a golden opportunity was there that wasn't picked up because somebody I don't, in front of him hasn't gone. I don't know where where Connor Hellebuck sits uh, today. I remember I checked this stat yesterday. I checked this periodically. His goals against average was second in the league, only the Linus Allmark with the Boston Bruins, who are by far the best team in the league. Well, we got another so, text here that says trade Hellebuck. So I just <laughs> replied. I'm like, well, there's two goalies who have better stats than him. So who are you trading him for? Yeah, who, One of those two? Like, I, I are always, we trading I Hellebuck always, to Boston right now? I always find this conversation so much fun. Because it's like trade Hollabuck, we're never going to win with him. Okay, if you're okay, you're looking. Let's look at the stat sheet. Okay, and this is it's also it's funny because it's ridiculous. Who who's better, Andre Vasilevsky? Is that is that is that a better option, Linus Allmark? Who who else? UC Soros, Linus Allmark, Jake Ottinger, Samsonov. Yeah, Ilya Samsonov. And yeah, the rookie in Carolina. 
and Vitnik Vancek have better uh, goals against average than Hellebuck right now. Three of those I think six goalies to, aren't starters. Yeah, and as well, I mean, I think that that was based on the fact they let in six goals yesterday. That probably dropped it a, a, enough to to make a significant. Uh, He's uh, got drop a better goals against average than Vasilevsky. Um, so maybe you could trade him to Tampa Bay for Vasilevsky. Yeah, that's a good trade. Uh, this one from Mark. People that rag on Hellebach have no clue. He's the reason the Jets have won most of the games. Uh, they came in, came out, and the reason why they made it as far as they did in the playoffs. That one from Mark. Thanks for the text message, Mark. Looked like Hellebuck was in a fog the first period. Uh, and uh, the first period of the game. Uh, this one also. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I thought it was because uh, Jamie Thomas. we got to take a break here. He said that the the Michigan bump. And we've, we've seen great performances from Connor Hellebuck and, and Kyle Connor uh, in the well, past. Andrew Coppin, who was a member of the Jets, didn't happen last I didn't night. want to jinx anything because last time they went there, there was a Michigan bump and all the Michigan players did very well. That yeah. can work both ways. You get back around your family. You're seeing people. You go for dinner. You want you you want so badly to have a, a great game yeah. that you end up not having a very good game. Hey, these these guys aren't robots; they're humans. And uh, heading into the break, this one from Bruce: another example of Bones not being able to pull his tender when he clearly struggled. When Helly is off, he doesn't rebound. Uh, a goalie change That's is a tool that can be used. I would have left him in there, Jim Toth. I yeah. would not have pulled him. He's in he's in Michigan. He's front of his his family, his hometown crowd. I don't pull him because I don't want Hellebuck to have any sort of concerns or anything like that uh, in, in, in a situation like that as the head coach. I, I agree with Rick Bonus leaving him in. I, because it was in Detroit, I agree with you. Yeah. But if they didn't get that 3-1 goal by the end of the first period and it was 3 nothing, I would think about it in this intermission. Let's take a break. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Head coaches, who's going to the All-Star game? Who has gotten snubbed, and why are these guys on the way to the All-Star game? We'll tell you that after this. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Really appreciate all the text messages everybody has been been shooting us. Really, really do. Uh, makes the makes the show so much better. I, if, I, I'm i not going to be able, because we've just had so many, I'm not going to be able to get to everybody's today. I, I try to every single day, uh, but just know that I, I did read it, and I'm, I'm thanking you very much for your text messages. It's it's awesome. I, I you know, Melinda and Tom and Neil and all you guys and Alex, I, I, I appreciate it. Um, let's, uh, oh, just, but I want to read a couple of them here uh, before we get to the coaches. Don't you know the Jets aren't supposed to lose? That's why everyone says what they do. The Jets are just like every other team where they're allowed to have an off game. Let's get real. The Jets are doing fantastic. That one from Tannis. And uh, this one, the Wings broke the Jets' five-game winning streak. Jets aren't the only team that has bad starts. You only have to look at the Jets against the Avs last season, up three goals in the first. Avs came back to win it 7-3. I remember that game. This is a game of progression and not perfection. Don't be confused. Uh, uh, not to be confused with the other Allen <laughs> from another Allen. Anyways, got a lot of little double names today. Um, keeping things a little bit uh, spicy. Anyways, so uh, do you know a coach hasn't been fired yet this year, Jim? A coach has. A coach has not been fired. I didn't think about that today till I saw it, and I was like, "That's true." I'm just trying to think that could be, but yeah, I guess there hasn't been any movement. Like Bruce all the Boudreaux bad is not coming. Boudreaux, he's gone. Look, like, I I saw Vancouver Radio today. I didn't listen, but I saw them tweet out their segment, and it was about it's it's time to. They never thought they would say this, 
but it's out of mercy. It's yeah. time to fire him. Let I'm, him go. Like, this isn't good. You're doing him a favor. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the All-Star game, uh, Jim Montgomery is going to be going for the Bruins. Uh, of course, he's going to be going to represent the Met, uh, the Atlantic Division. Uh, Golden Knights coach Pete DeBoer, he's going to be going for the Pacific. Uh, Bruce Cassidy with the Golden Knights. Uh, actually, wait, sorry. Um Pete DeBoer is going with the Stars. Jim Montgomery is going with the Bruins. Bruce Cassidy is going with the Golden Knights in the Pacific. Uh, and then the uh, Pete DeBoer with the Stars in the Central. Oh, my God. I just totally messed this up. Jim Montgomery, Bruins, Atlantic, Pete DeBoer, Stars, Central, Bruce Cassidy, Golden Knights, Pacific, uh, Rod Brendamore, the Metro uh, with the with the Carolina with the Carolina Hurricanes there. Um, and the reason why Rick Bonus not going uh, because the the coaches picked on who was the best uh, winning percentage at the time, and because uh, the Stars won in a shootout, and the Jets lost, uh, Rick Bonus won't be making the trip to uh, Florida. So Bonus went into the room and said, "You guys owe me a trip to FLA." Oh, big. <laughs> so break out yeah. your checkbooks yeah. or e-transfer whatever you want. I've only but you guys pool your money. You owe me a trip to FLA. I've only been able to talk to Rick Bonus on a couple of occasions, and he seems like a guy that really cares about going to the All Star game. <laughs> well, he's never been in his long career ever. Well, maybe he would have liked to go then. Yeah, maybe I heard John little... Shannon on the pregame, and they were saying like I. They said the same thing. Derek Taylor and Christian Mouse said he probably doesn't care one way or the other, even though he's never been in twenty six hundred games behind the bench. And John Shannon said he might not, but Mrs. Bonus probably would have loved to gone because <laughs> <laughs> they take your family and it's oh, all yeah. catered. Yeah. And... Jim Toth will take you all the way till three o'clock. Remember, Buffalo Sabres, 4 o'clock, pregame show, puck drop at 6. Tomorrow, thank you very much, Jeffrey Forte, for producing the show. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.